from the Allen Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. 53-yard attempt. We'll call it 53 for Jonathan Garibay to tie the game with three seconds to play. Snap a little high. Kick is away. The kick is no good. He missed it. Garibay, his first miss of the season. And the Bears win over the Red Raiders today, 27-24. So much respect for Coach Gundy and uh, that team. Very talented. They play with an edge. They play as a team. I think you could see the connection with them. You could see the culture there. And so on both sides of it, I think athletically and uh, team-wise, they're elite. And so what a great challenge for us. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats, making memories since 1983, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Snap, knee, ball game. I mean, I, I'm sure that we're going to sell every ticket. I, they're hard to come by. We can't get tickets. So um, I know that our administration wanted to provide every ticket we could for the fans once we take care of the people that are involved in the game, and, and I'm, I'm guessing that that's already taken place. Now, from the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show on this Wednesday afternoon. Highlight cuts in the open, courtesy of first the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Coach Dave Aranda in there, looking ahead to the uh, Dr Pepper Big Twelve Football Championship game Saturday in Arlington. Baylor versus Oklahoma State. Highlight cut, courtesy of the Cowboys Sports Network from Learfield, and then Coach Mike Gundy in there. Uh, high demand for those tickets on Saturday for the Bears and the Cowboys for the Big 12 Championship. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. John Morris, Aaron Sexton. Aaron in the Allen Samuel Studios. I'm in the, uh, well, let's say the remote studios. I'm in my office at the uh, Simpson Athletic and Academic Center. And Aaron, thanks for uh, making that work. Uh, this uh, This is one of those days, you know, just things kind of pile up sometimes. And uh, today things were sort of stacked one on top of another from uh, from really from nine o'clock this morning, uh, not counting the walk with the dogs earlier than that, but uh, just stacked up. And Aaron, I appreciate you letting me uh, connect from here and get some stuff done from here. Uh, no problem. We make adjustments on the fly. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Here's what we have coming up in the hour. We'll visit with John Holcomb, the longtime color analyst for Oklahoma State. Get his perspective on the matchup on Saturday. Uh, John does football and basketball, uh, big-time television anchor in Tulsa. And as we recorded the interview, we had to record the interview, uh, he was on his way from Tulsa to Stillwater because Oklahoma State has a basketball game tonight. 
uh, I think against Wichita State. I'll double check. But uh, basketball tonight for the Cowboys. So uh, John in transit uh, taped an interview very safely. Uh, hands-free uh, recording with us this afternoon. Uh, also, uh, we'll look at the uh, Big 12 basketball men's and women's from last night and the games coming up tonight. Baylor women won big last night at home over Moorhead State, uh, 73-28. to 28, Aaron was the score, 73-28. Uh, fairly dominating effort by Nikki Collin and the Baylor women last night. Yeah, I had to double-check that. I was just like, I mean, not that. I was like, 28, really? Is that a final? Right, <laughs> right. Lowest point total since it went over McNeese State last year. Uh, Baylor held Moorhead State in single digits scoring in every quarter. Uh, nine in the first quarter, eight in the second quarter, five in the third quarter, and six in the fourth quarter. So 11 points in the second half total. 28 for the game. Dominating win for the Baylor women. Now they step up a step and will play the Missouri Tigers coming up Saturday evening, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center, again, uh, part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Uh, Aaron, uh, Derek, and Sophia were on the air here last night with the radio broadcast. Jim Haller and I were doing television last night, and actually we found something to, uh, to keep our interest and hopefully our, our listeners and viewers' interest last night. Baylor was uh, shooting a lot of threes in the game last evening. Uh, because Moorhead State, uh, with not a lot of size, was packed into a 2-3 zone. So what do you do? Well, you shoot from outside, try to shoot them out of that zone. And uh, very quickly, Baylor got to a season high and made threes. Then we checked the school record for threes. Uh, the record, by the way, is 15 against Arkansas State last year. And that was the game in which uh, Juicy Landrum hit 14 threes, a uh, school and Big 12 record. Um, and so 15 is the record, and the Baylor women finished with 13 made threes, tied for the second most all-time in a game. So that was something uh, to watch to, uh, to keep things interesting late in uh, what was otherwise a pretty big blowout game last night. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know Coach Collin had talked about that they would be tired, but uh, not showing any ill effects of the travel of the tournament <laughs> last night in the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty thorough yeah, so victory. Yep, didn't show much signs of that last night against Moorhead State. So the win for the women, they are, what, 6-1 and one on the season. Again, hosting Missouri Saturday evening, 7 o'clock in the Farrell Center. The Baylor men uh, will be in action on Saturday at 4 o'clock in the Farrell Center against Arkansas Pine Bluff. That broadcast, by the way, will be on uh, Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. Radio will be on 104.9 FM, 104.9 FM, FM with Baylor football here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, off and running on this Wednesday afternoon. Another piece of news out today. Uh, the uh, Big 12 Conference and Baylor have released their football schedule for next year. Um, that's always fun to see. We knew the non-conference games. And now we see how everything lines up for Baylor next year. And in fact, the entire Big 12. Baylor opens September 3rd at home against Louisiana Tech. And you know who the, uh, the head coach at Louisiana Tech is, right? The new head coach there? Well, yeah, he was going to be the offensive coordinator at Texas That's Tech. That's right. <laughs> under Coach McGuire, but I guess he got a little, a little upgrade. That's right. Sonny Cumbie is the new head coach at Louisiana Tech. So uh, they do have a bowl game coming up, and presumably he'll coach there. Well, I don't know. Maybe uh, he may be gone by then, but uh, could be he coaches back-to-back -back games against Baylor the uh, regular season finale here this past Saturday, 
And then the season opener for another school, Louisiana Tech, September 3rd next year. So Louisiana Tech, the opener, uh, that is Labor Day weekend, September 3rd at McLean Stadium. September 10th at BYU, the return trip out there. That'll be a fun trip uh, out to Provo, Utah, a glorious setting for, uh, for football there, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Baylor at BYU, Bears beat the Cougars here in Waco this year, the return trip. September 10th next year in Provo. September 17th, Texas State comes to Waco. We played there to open the season this year. Bobcats will play in Waco September 17th. Then into Big 12 play September 24th at Iowa State. October 1st, Oklahoma State comes to Waco. Uh, Then a Saturday off because the next game is October 13th, a Thursday night in Morgantown against West Virginia. October 13th. Baylor and West Virginia uh, back on Saturdays, October 22nd. Kansas here in Waco, October 29th at Tech in Lubbock. November 5th at Oklahoma in Norman. November 12th, Kansas State at McLean Stadium. November 19th, TCU at McLean Stadium. I think it's been a while since we played TCU that late in the year. And then the finale, November 26th in Austin against Texas. That is uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I think that's the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. But, Aaron, consider this. Um, if, if next year, and a lot of people think it might be the final year for Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12, and then they depart after next year, Baylor could play UT's final game, final Big 12 game, as Baylor plays in Austin against Texas to close the regular season next year. Yeah, I don't have any doubt that it will be. I think yeah. that, I don't think that there's any chance that they play in the conference pass next year. Um, I mean, it would be so great for them to win that game, just the last conference game for big for Texas before they leave for the SEC, and the last time they play Baylor for well for the foreseeable future. It'd be right. ni- it'd be nice if Baylor won that game. It's yeah. nice that they got that they won the last one. Uh, at McLean, though, so we'll see what happens next year. Got that one exactly. So that's the schedule released today for Baylor football 2022. Fun to look ahead at that. Oh, and let's go ahead and pencil in the Big 12 championship game. That'll be uh, December 3rd next year, again at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. All right, off and running on this Wednesday. Hey, we're glad you're with us. Oh, one other note, Baylor at Texas next uh, next year closes the regular season. Jim Haller told me last night, we were talking about that uh, Texas-Sam Houston State basketball game at Gregory Gym, where they played on campus at the old Gregory Gym. And Jim offered up the uh, nugget that uh, Baylor played and beat Abe Lemons in Texas in UT's final game at Gregory Gym. Uh, that would have been the end of the 76 season, 1977. They moved into the Superdrum, sparkling new, much larger uh, home facility for UT. But how about that? Jim said uh, they, Baylor, uh, coached by Jim Haller, beat Texas in their final game at Gregory Gym. That is a very interesting fact. I did, did not know that. I had no idea. Great nugget there. So uh, so well done, Jim, going back all those years to 1976. All right, take a break. Back with more in just a moment. A little bit later, we'll hear from John Holcomb, the color analyst for Oklahoma State, talking about the Bears and the Cowboys in the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game on Saturday. That and more when we return. John Morris Show brought to you in part by DMRA Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. 
This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight and very quiet conditions. Low temperatures falling to 46 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. Another very, very warm day. A high of 79 degrees. And on Friday, we'll see a mix of sun and clouds with a 20% chance of a passing shower late in the afternoon and a high of 77. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor, Oklahoma State in the Big 12 Championship game. This Saturday at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. Live from Arlington. 11 a.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Cowboys. Join J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, Saturday morning from Arlington. Here on the home of Baylor Bear football, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. John Morris here telling you all about our friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Alumacraft Boats and Mercury Outboards, has boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from the number one fishing and family fun boats by Alumacraft, powered by best-in-class Mercury Outboard. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Back with us, John Morris Show, December 1st, and uh, some sounds of the season as we now uh, completely gear up for Christmas, end of this month. Uh, I know some people are already completely geared up for Christmas. So here we go, December 1st, uh, Christmas, end of the month. Uh, We'll have some sounds of the season. Try to do that each day here in the 3 p.m. hour. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. AlanSamuelsDCJ.com on the web. You can certainly uh, shop, look there, but go by and visit with the great folks, including Ted Teague, at Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Uh, to, uh, let's look at Big 12 basketball. First, the women. Baylor number five in the nation all over Moorhead State last night, 73-28, the final score. Oklahoma beat SMU last night, 84-72. Tonight, the first game in the women's Big 12 SEC Challenge. West Virginia plays at 16th-ranked Kentucky. That is tonight, 6 p.m. Central Time this evening. Uh, Baylor will uh, play Missouri on Saturday. They're part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Also tonight, Southeastern Louisiana at TCU, UT Rio Grande Valley at Kansas, 
and 15th-ranked Texas is home hosting Jackson State this evening. That is the women's side of the Big 12 Conference. Uh, on the men's side of the Big 12, uh, one game last night, West Virginia beat Bellarmine 74-55, the final score there in Morgantown. Tonight, uh, five games on tap. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, which will be here playing Baylor on Saturday, plays at 19th-ranked Iowa State tonight, 7 p.m. It's on Big 12 now. Iowa State uh, coming off a great week last week. A couple of ranked victories for the Cyclones, including a win over 9th-ranked Memphis. So uh, Iowa State playing really, really well. They're off to a 6-0 start to the season. And again, hosting Arkansas Pine Bluff tonight at 7 o'clock. Kansas State home hosting Albany tonight at 7. 14th-ranked Florida in Norman to play Oklahoma tonight at 7. Wichita State at Oklahoma State, 7 o'clock this evening. And Texas Tech plays at Providence. That is 7.30 on FS1. That is part of the Big East Big 12 battle. Uh, Baylor's part of that comes on Sunday, December 12th, when the Bears host Villanova here in the Farrell Center. Top 10 matchup there, Baylor and Villanova on December 12th. But Tech at Providence tonight, 7.30, the game broadcast on FS1. So that's Big 12 basketball men's and women's. How about this note? On the men's side in the Big 12, the league has compiled a 55-8 and non-conference record so far, an 873 winning percentage, which leads the conference. Three of those eight losses were to ranked teams, but 55-8 and so far for the Big 12. Three unbeatens, Baylor is 7-0, and Iowa State is 6-0, and and Texas Tech under uh, new head coach Mark Adams is off to a 6-0 and start. Uh, then there are uh, six teams that only have one loss, and the worst record is Kansas State. They're 3-2, and two, so everybody a winning record and a 55-8 and overall record for the Big 12 so far in men's basketball this season. All right, uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, listen in to an uh, interview with John Holcomb, the longtime color analyst for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. We'll have that when we come back. Baylor and Oklahoma State, Saturday morning, 11 a.m. at McLean Stadium. The broadcast beginning at 7 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. Game day live, live from Arlington on Saturday. Then our Baylor alumni tailgate show on the air at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Kickoff at 11 for the Bears and the Cowboys. Television Saturday on ABC Television. Great exposure for uh, for Baylor, for the Big 12, to be on ABC Television in that noon Eastern time window on Saturday. Visit with John Holcomb about all things Cowboys when we come back. Hey, glad you're with us on this Wednesday afternoon. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, and we'll be right back here on ESPN Central Texas. High school playoff football this Friday night as the West Trojans take on Mount Vernon. Our pregame show at 6.30 on Shooter 92.9 FM. Crawford takes on Marlin with the pregame at 6.30 on Star 104.9 FM. And the Mark Panthers play Chilton with the pregame show at 6.30 on ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss high school playoff football this Friday night at 6.30 from ESPN Central Texas. 
Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to five years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. The one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is McGregor General Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets. McGregor General Store also boasts a clothing line for your family that is fresh, modern, and in demand. You'll find the brands you want at prices you'll love, including boots from Ariat and Twisted Edge, shoes from Hey Dude, and clothing from Huey, Wrangler, Rock and Roll, and Cinch. Go by and see Courtney, Amy, and and the gang at McGregor General Store on Highway 84 in McGregor. With the holidays right around the corner, your extra spending doesn't have to cost you more. The new Mars Rewards checking account from InCommons Bank is the perfect choice for the holiday season. Use your debit card to earn rewards and refer friends to get money back in your pocket. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com Mars. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The NFL reduced the suspension of Dallas Cowboys defensive tackle Tristan Hill to one game after hearing the appeal yesterday. He'll miss the game against the Saints. Jerry Jones said on his radio show that Demarcus Lawrence will be in the lineup for the Cowboys tomorrow night versus the Saints. In the latest college football playoff poll, Georgia stays number one, followed by Michigan, Alabama at three, Cincinnati at four, Oklahoma State is in at five, and Baylor at nine. Sonny Cumbie will coach the Red Raiders in the upcoming bowl game despite being named the new head coach at La Tech. Baylor women's basketball blew past Moorhead State last night, 73-28 in the Farrell Center. Number one Duke goes down last night to unranked Ohio State, 71-66. Baylor coaches show tonight from Rudy's with John Morris on ESPN Central Texas starting at 7 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. The majority of our defense are 22, 23 years old, and there's no substitute for age and experience. Period. That's where it starts. And then I think the young players feel guilty if they don't grind it out with them because then they get identified as not playing their role, and that's called leadership, and that's what's happening. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Welcome in now, the outstanding color voice, Oklahoma State Cowboys. He is a four-time State of Oklahoma Sportscaster of the Year. 
Our good friend, and I don't say that lightly, our good friend John Holcomb joins us now. And John, appreciate you being on with us. How are things? John, uh, everything's great here. I mean, everything's been great since the end of the third quarter Saturday night. Um, but I, uh, you deserve a lot of congratulations as well, Mr. State Award winner. And also for your, your milestone, four, is that 400 in a row? Did I see that right? Uh, that's the, yes. That's the story we're telling. 400 Oh, straight. my gosh. One person would say, that just means you're old. The other one would say, that's right. quite an accomplishment. And I, I would be the second guy. Congratulations. <laughs> but they're actually right. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, congratulations on the win over OU. You guys already had a spot in the Big 12 championship game locked up. But Bedlam, I know you wanted to finish it off in style. My goodness. Uh, because even more out there that you can be in consideration for. Yes, it was. I'll say this. The way that game played out, there are an awful lot of OSU teams over the last three and a half decades that would not have won that game with everything that had happened up until the fourth quarter uh, when you talk Bedlam. Uh, you could throw in a few years in the mid-90s where maybe that wouldn't have been the case, but for the most part, the, when the Cowboys have had issues of their own self-inflicted stuff in Bedlam, it's cost them against mm -hmm. Oklahoma, even when they've had really good teams. But it was it's a testament to the maturity and the experience and the, the grit of the team this season, which is led by the defense that allowed them to pull that out. Yeah, that, that really does say a lot about this team and kind of the makeup of this team and the veterans, you know, the older guys that are on this team. Uh, that, you needed all of that, right? You needed all of those positives to get that win Saturday. You really did because, you you know, you started out sharp. You got the offensive start you needed. Um, I was concerned. My main concern going in was how would Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's defensive backs as OU's bigger talented receivers because I thought that, they would take shots with those guys, and they did, and they scored three touchdowns in the first half, mainly because of that. But, you know, the defensive changes by Jim Knowles at halftime, going to playing a little more zone and mixing it up more, and you saw Caleb Williams then have to stand around in the pocket more similar to what he did against Baylor's defense in Waco. Uh, that's the way to neutralize a young quarterback who's so talented as he is. So it started there, and it was a good thing that you had made those changes at halftime because if you hadn't, then that third quarter mushrooms even more against you, and then you're, you're really in the fourth quarter having to make plays. Uh, I hope you felt the uh, support that was coming your way from uh, from Central Texas on Saturday night. <laughs> I, I imagined that there was a whole lot of cheering going on, and that maybe some people – other than your school president might have yes. something orange on uh, Saturday yes. night after, but, but you know what? It, it, you listen, to, I know in your broadcast booth, there was a side relief at the end of your game with Texas tech. And so the, we've been through enough of these, John, that we both know what it feels like when you're in the fourth quarter and it's a game that you know, you've got a lot riding on and you just don't feel like you can relax until it's actually over and you're in front. Right. And, and we both experienced that on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely right. You know, it was a sigh of relief when uh, when that field, 53 yard field goal and went wide left just barely by uh, Garibay for Texas Tech. Uh, John Holcomb, our guest, color analyst for Oklahoma State.
And so you had a lot of the Cowboys had a lot of support from here for obvious reasons. I'm guessing the Cowboys had a lot of support really from around the Big 12, if you know what I mean. Uh, yes, there's there's been uh, I, I think you could say the fraternity has uh, has strengthened among oh maybe eight teams right yeah yeah just yeah. say eight right yeah right. That, that that there is it's palpable i'll say it. i mean even, even when we don't trade text in our big big 12 broadcasters group text that you you know you know who's who would be there and who's who's fighting for you there it, it uh i'll say this about the atmosphere inside boone Pickens stadium it was louder than i've ever experienced it wow in that second half well in the in the kickoff return by brennan presley in the first half uh, just electrified the crowd. It got it got really loud. And you've been here before, and you know how the fans are on top of you. The students with the paddles in the corners, you know, are right there on top of you if you're on the bench. So there's not a whole lot of space. It doesn't spread back. It's right on top of you, just like Allen Drive Arena in basketball. And it just was. I mean, we thought we had a tremendous atmosphere, and we did for the TCU game when they said, "Hey, let's make this a blackout," and so everybody mm. went black. That was great. But this this topped that. And then some. Wow, that's great. Well, uh, I, I hope you can pass the word. No paddles allowed at AT and T Stadium in Arlington. <laughs> just can't. Those just can't go on the road. Well, did, not <laughs> even if they're in a small clear bag. Not, no, not even that. That would be termed a weapon. You can't bring a weapon in <laughs> to the stadium on Saturday, which is good for us because uh, when Baylor played up there on second, that was a pretty rabid crowd, and and I think it affected Baylor. I, I think that was a part of OSU's kind of intimidation uh, in that win, 24-14, the first meeting of the year. You know, what was interesting about that as I look back on it was you, Oklahoma State was still finding out who they really are because you come through the non-conference schedule three and zero, but barely three and zero. I mean, a, a ton of close games that were decided by less than a touchdown, and then you were just trying to find a way to beat Kansas State the game before Baylor, and and you do that, and you do it, and now you realize, hey, this defense is it's pretty good, but you still yeah. don't know really who who you, who you are. Jalen Warren had established himself, and I remember from that. The defense being good enough to overcome three interceptions by Spencer Sanders. And maybe one of them wasn't his fault necessarily, but it's still an interception. And the thing that I think uh, some people around here may forget is that this was a three-point game between Baylor and OSU early in the fourth quarter after the Bears scored. And even though you felt like you were somewhat in control of the game, there, there been it was just another example of how this defense has been able to make you feel that way even when you make one mistake there's good enough to make the pain all of a sudden you're behind so there are not a whole lot of people even though you're coming off the emotional high of beating oklahoma there are not a whole lot of people who just believe that this is going to be a cakewalk i think it's just the opposite i think they look at it and go wow we're going to have to play really well to win on saturday well, and that cuts both ways. I mean, Baylor uh, obviously pleased to be there. And, and who do you think has, if either team has an advantage? You know, I, I look at it as I really like our coaches, and I like giving them a second shot at Oklahoma State. You know, I just believe in our coaches like that. Um, is there an advantage at all to maybe the team that didn't win the first go-around, you get another shot, and maybe can make adjustments that might make a difference the second go-around? Oh, sure, and I think Baylor's defense is, is plenty good enough to make things very difficult on the Cowboy offense. And uh, you know, you, you've got playmakers on that defensive side of the ball that a lot of teams in the league just don't have. 
So, yes, I think there's an advantage to the team that, that knew it was close, and if one or two things go the other way, then that's a different outcome earlier in the year. I also think that uh, there's something to be said for the Cowboys feeling like they are just catapulted into this game because of the outcome of Saturday night. And I think that there's some that might worry about a bedlam hangover mm, and that yeah. you don't want to celebrate too much. But I think that's when you go back to the makeup of this team with guys who, um, gosh, uh, guys who are almost old enough to run for president on the team. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that sort of leadership and and maturity and not allowing the younger guys to uh, get too much over beating Oklahoma, that there's still work to do. Mike Gundy talked Monday about peer pressure as being a part of why this defense has been able to be so successful because, Don, you know this, for starters, it's depth. You're rolling in four new defensive linemen in the middle of possessions for Oklahoma in the second half, you're able to stay fresh and all of that. Now, some of those guys aren't the older guys. They're the younger guys like Colin Oliver. But the peer pressure, you get in the film room or the video room after games and you see how hard these guys who are going through this maybe for the last time are playing every snap. And that has an effect on the younger guys because they don't want to be the ones getting pointed out in the video sessions going, why are you playing hard? Everybody else does. So I think the peer pressure part of it, is a is a plus in OSU's preparation this week. But you know what? Preparation is one thing. Execution on Saturday is another. And there's just no way to know until you actually kick it off. John, we uh, saw the college football playoff rankings, uh, that beauty contest uh, last night. And Oklahoma State up to number five. So uh, there's a lot of, lot of uh, motivation along those lines, obviously, for the Cowboys this week. Yeah, and I, know, I don't know what the consensus is down in Waco, but I, I was – I was a little surprised that Baylor and Ole Miss flip-flopped. I, you yeah. know, Baylor. Same but, here. And and I, you know, so what are they? They giving one and taking away the other to make it all evened out? Yeah, I mean, it's who knows. You get an answer from Gary Barta, but it, it may be an answer that you need until the next ratings are released to figure out exactly what he's saying. <laughs> right. But I was I was very curious to see if they would put the Cowboys ahead of Notre Dame. I'm not shocked that they did it, but I am a little surprised. And I'll say this, too, that I know that Baylor still with some things that could happen in front of them. If Baylor were to win Saturday, it's not out of the question that they could jump in now. It's maybe more unlikely given their position right now, but it's not impossible. But as far as the Cowboys are concerned, if you were able to play well and win this game on Saturday, I'm still of the mind that I will believe they are in the college football playoff when I see it on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John, interesting. one of the interesting sidelines of this game is two of the five finalists for the Broyles Award are uh, matching wits against each other. That is Jeff Grimes, our offensive coordinator, and Jim Knowles, uh, Oklahoma State's defensive coordinator. Uh, isn't that a great uh, matchup, you know, in the on the sidelines or in the booth upstairs between those two? Oh, no, no question. And Jeff Grimes has done a tremendous job. And, you know, and even not just with uh, – Gary Bohannon, but also now you've got a, a younger quarterback that you, you know, maybe doesn't necessarily change everything that you do because I think there's some similarities with what you want to run. You can run more of the, the, the playbook, whereas offensively for Oklahoma State, you know, they ran Spencer Sanders a lot against Oklahoma and had that option run for a touchdown that made it a two point game. But if Sanders for some reason isn't, you know, can't be out on the field with the offense for whatever reason, Shane Ellingworth comes in and it's a completely different deal. Mm. Uh, you know, you, you take away some of that that stuff whenever he comes into the game. He's a better passer, but he's not as mobile. So, so he, 
Oklahoma State's challenge in that department would be uh, a little greater, but I'm kind of getting off the point there because Grimes and Knowles matching wits again. You know, Jim Knowles has to be looking around going, gosh, am I going to be able to have a break here against, uh, you know, somebody who maybe isn't as adept at calling plays offensively to counter whatever we're doing? You know, it's it's uh, it's interesting because you imagine what's with Lincoln Riley made the adjustments at halftime and now you go back into the blender again. Yeah. Final thought. Uh, you got basketball tonight. Uh, how are the Cowboys doing so far? Basketball life. Well, they uh, they're exciting. They're explosive. They're long and athletic and they're they are really deep. Uh, they were almost, well, they were exposed to a certain degree at Oral Roberts last Friday afternoon uh, where they didn't guard the man with the ball all that well, but they made enough plays to win it in overtime. And, you know, just as if we, we didn't have enough stress coming up on Saturday night. We had to have some last Friday <laughs> afternoon. Too. So right. one point win over ORU. The only loss they have was to Oakland here in Stillwater by one point, uh, the second game of the season. And that was an experienced point guard. And they got it into a slower-paced game, and the Cowboys didn't shoot it well from the free-throw line or from three-point range. Since then, they have improved in those areas. But uh, they're starting to shorten the rotation a little bit, figure out who fits best where. And uh, they block a lot of shots. Now, I mean, there, there were times, John, when we when especially Travis Ford was coaching, we would bring in some really good shooters. And all I can remember is Keaton Page guarding, was it Anthony Jones? Anyway, there's a foot difference between yeah, the two of them. Right. So you've known about right. length and size for a long time. This is something relatively new, one through five for us. If Dave and I are still getting adjusted to it. Is John Holcomb, the uh, longtime color analyst for the Oklahoma State Cowboys uh, on TV at KOTV, the CBS affiliate in Tulsa, then does all the uh, color work, football and basketball for Oklahoma State. And uh, they've added a radio show to his <laughs> workload afternoons there in Tulsa. So great to visit with him, get his thoughts on the matchup, Baylor and Oklahoma State Saturday morning for the Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship in Arlington. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Final segment, look ahead, share some birthdays, wrap things up in the 3 p.m. hour. All of that still to come. John Morris Show brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. Always great things going on at the Baylor Club. And now that we're in the month of December, uh, you can only imagine their schedule and how full that is, how many events they have for their members, but also a lot of private events coming up. Not too late. I think I'm safe in saying not too late to uh, try to reserve a spot for a Christmas party if it's uh, your business or family, whoever it might be. So uh, you might want to move pretty soon to get a spot there at the Baylor Club for a Christmas uh, party. And uh, believe me, I've been to several different Christmas parties at the Baylor Club, and they are all, in their own way, outstanding. You can tailor that to what you want, the food you want, the location you want there at the Baylor Club, all of those things that work with you and uh, and make it work so very, very well. So just an idea. Uh, keep that in mind as you think about Christmas and a Christmas party. Maybe the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium is the spot for you. Check it out on the web, thebaylorclub.com, thebaylorclub.com, or you can always give them a call to ask questions, talk to someone there about reserving a space for the uh, for your Christmas party or any kind of party, wedding, uh, birthday celebration, anything like that. Give them a call at 254-710-8080. That is 254-710-8080. 
for the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. It's the Baylor Bears and the Oklahoma State Cowboys in the Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship game this Saturday at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. And our coverage of Baylor football will begin at 7 a.m. with Game Day Live presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. We'll preview the game, have interviews, and a whole lot more. So join us this Saturday morning at 7 a.m. for Game Day Live, live from AT&T Stadium on ESPN Central Texas. Leon River Mercantile is your locally owned and operated small business serving the greater Central Texas area for all your western wear, boots, gifts, workwear, and tack items. They feature thousands of styles of western wear for men, women, and children from popular brands like Ariat, Brighton, Sense, Corral, Hey Dude, Huey, Justin, Lucchese, Miss Me, Resist All, Twisted X, and Wrangler. Leon River Mercantile in Gatesville and early at leonriver.com and find them on Facebook. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas. City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram too or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. At UBO Business Services, we understand the digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The NFL reduced the suspension of Dallas Cowboys defensive tackle Tristan Hill to one game after hearing the appeal yesterday. He'll miss the game against the Saints. Jerry Jones said on his radio show that Demarcus Lawrence will be in the lineup for the Cowboys tomorrow night versus the Saints. In the latest college football playoff poll, Georgia State's number one, followed by Michigan, Alabama at three, Cincinnati at four, Oklahoma State is in at five, and Baylor at nine. Sonny Cumbie will coach the Red Raiders in the upcoming bowl game despite being named the new head coach at La Tech. Baylor women's basketball blew past Moorhead State last night, 73-28 in the Farrell Center. Number one Duke goes down last night to unranked Ohio State, 71-66. Baylor coaches show tonight from Rudy's with John Morris on ESPN Central Texas starting at 7 o'clock. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. With us, final segment, John Morris Show. Ran across this uh, little ditty this morning. Thought they was appropriate for the first day of December. Aaron, you would think, Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. But this is their version of uh, December. Listen, uh, crank it back up a little bit. So there you go, Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, homage to uh, December. Oh, how I hope uh, Hoot Johnigan is listening right now. So welcome back, John Morris Show, on this Wednesday afternoon. John Morris, Aaron Sexton, um, coming to you from our offices here at the Simpson Athletic and Academic Center. Aaron is in the Allen Samuels Studios. We're brought to you in part by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. And, uh, Aaron, we do have the Baylor Coaches Show coming up tonight. I uh, heard Ward mention that in the uh, Sports Centers. Appreciate that. And uh, Mac Rhodes will be our guest this evening. So uh, I think this – I'm really looking forward to it. I've got a long list of questions for Mac. And uh, he is the guy that is uniquely uh, positioned to either answer those questions or tell me, no, let's move on. Can't really go there. But I think it'll be a lot of fun to have Mac on for an entire hour tonight. It's 7 to 8 p.m. live from Rudy's this evening. Uh, Aaron, anything uh, anything on your uh, mind that you would like us to relay to Mac this evening during the Baylor Coaches Show? I think your questions will cover my main question. I think our main question is probably the same. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> so right. I, I think that um, you will ask what I'm wondering about, which is obviously Coach Aranda and his future, you know, there here. You go. Yep, so yep, I, I'm sure that will be one of your first questions. So now that pretty much covers it. <laughs> I mean, I want to hear everything he has to say, but that's the main thing. Yeah, very good. So lot, so much we can talk about with Mac, you know, with football success and Coach Aranda and, uh, you know, Big 12 realignment, uh, the success of basketball and volleyball, new facilities, you know, that are on the drawing board and, you know, on the way, the Fudge uh, Football um, Operations Center and the new uh, pavilion, basketball, Foster Basketball Pavilion. So all of those things uh, we'll talk about with Mac coming up tonight. Come join us if you can, 7 to 8 p.m., live from Rudy's, or you can hear it right here on ESPN Central Texas. Um, let's see, let's see, uh, share some birthdays now for the day. It is, uh, it's Adam Flagler's birthday today. Baylor basketball guard. Happy birthday to, uh, Adam Flagler today. Johnny Hatfield's birthday is today. Uh, Johnny, uh, up in Dallas. Happy birthday to her. Uh, Temple Weiss, it's his birthday today. Works for Learfield. He is uh, a Baylor grad and uh, very high up at Learfield. Happy birthday to Temple. 
Lynn Woolley's birthday is today. Happy birthday to Lynn, radio man here in Central Texas for many, many years. Uh, It's Greg Irwin's birthday today. Greg Irwin may join us at Rudy's tonight, um, and hopefully he does. He and his wife, Alicia, recently moved here to Waco. So, uh, Greg, a big-time Baylor fan and supporter, and happy birthday to Greg Irwin. It's Adam Hornung's birthday today, former Baylor uh, baseball uh, standout. Pat Hargis, formerly at KCEN-TV, retired now. It's Pat Hargis's birthday today. Uh, Sarah Meckle-Rush, it's Sarah's birthday today. Happy birthday to Sarah. Um, let's see, it is David Haynes, Dr. David Haynes' birthday today. It's Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Happy birthday to him. Ryan Kelly, I worked with Ryan at KWTX-TV way back. It is uh, Ryan's birthday today. Oh, it's Jason Smith's birthday, uh, Director of Recruiting Operations for Baylor Men's Basketball. Uh, new to the basketball staff this year, married to uh, Lauren Smith just down the hallway here. So happy birthday to uh, Jason. And uh, Larry Menar- uh, Menarsik's birthday is today as well. Happy birthday to Larry, uh, retired here in Central Texas. So really, really good uh, birthday list today. And uh, Aaron, anybody to add to that list? Just a couple. Uh, Bet Midler turned 76. Not a huge fan myself, but you know, I mean. Um, when you have a hit as big as the wind beneath my wings, and well, I mean she's yeah. had a bunch of hits, you know, but um, she uh, and uh, golfer Lee Trevino turns eighty-two today. Wow! So, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that'll do. All right, very good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good list, short list, but uh, uh, thanks for that, and uh, two really good ones. Can't imagine uh, leaving either one of those off. Uh, so I'm glad both those guys made. <laughs> I mean, one man, one woman made your cut today. Um, how about this? The uh, college football playoff last night, and uh, you probably have seen this by now, but uh, uh, Georgia remains a uh, dominating number one. Um, Michigan moves up to number two in the poll this week. So Michigan. Uh, very deeply entrenched. Uh, they will play Iowa in the Big Ten championship game on Saturday. Georgia, of course, meets Alabama coming up this Saturday in the SEC championship game. Alabama sitting at number three. Uh, Cincinnati stays at number four, and Oklahoma State moves up to number five. Oklahoma State moved ahead of Notre Dame at number six. Ohio State is seven. Ole Miss moves ahead of Baylor uh, at eight. Baylor drops one spot to number nine. I Forgive me, but Aaron, what did Ole Miss do last weekend that that got them moved up a spot over Baylor? Oh, man, what did they do? I know. I don't remember. I mean, nothing really comes to mind. I need to look it up. But uh, Yeah, I mean, they know, beat A&M the week by... before, which honestly, it's, I and mean, this is not a dig at A&M, but, I mean, you look at their record, right. that's a good win. It's not a, it's not a top 10 win. It's not a top 25 win. So I don't know. I mean, honestly, that yeah. every time that happens, all I think is that's just an ex, that's just an excuse to give Alabama better wins, to give them an excuse to put <laughs> Alabama in when they lose their second game to Georgia. I think that's why right. Mississippi State made it at number twenty-four for one week. It gives Alabama one yeah. more top twenty-five win, and they could say, "See, look, a ranked they, win." Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so that and Baylor is number nine. Number ten is uh, is Oregon. Baylor for a long time was the highest ranked uh, two loss team, 
And now Mississippi's ahead of them at 10 and 2. Ohio State's ahead of Baylor at 10 and 2. So Baylor would be third on that list of two lost teams. And then the big question is, isn't it, uh, if, if Georgia beats Alabama, and I fully expect that to happen, mm-hmm. Alabama would be a two-loss team. Do they drop out of the top four? Do they stay in by reputation? You know, could Oklahoma State, uh, you know, would that crack the door for Oklahoma State to get in the top four? If Oklahoma State wins, which, as we talked about yesterday, Aaron, you and I uh, feel uh, pretty strongly that Baylor's going to beat Oklahoma State on Saturday. Uh, Cincinnati, you know, does this help them being at number four, knowing that Georgia and Alabama, two of the three ahead of them, you know, have to play each other? Um, and Cincinnati sitting, uh, you know, at 12-0 and on the year. So a lot of, uh, lot of interesting uh, side um, sidelights to that college football playoff poll going into this weekend. Yeah, and the, the, the thing that the committee I don't think wants is Oklahoma State, Cincinnati, and Michigan all winning and then Alabama losing because then they'd have to pick who they're going to put the two-loss Alabama team in instead of. Um, which I think they will. I really do. I mean, I just think that they're do, they're dead you? set on putting Alabama in the fourteen playoffs. Um, maybe I'm wrong, and it would be, you know, Georgia, Cincinnati, if the, if that were to happen, Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, and Michigan. But if all three of those win, uh, and Alabama loses, that's when the committee has kind of a tough choice. I don't think they have many tough choices um, if any of those teams uh, lose, um, because like say Baylor does win the Big 12 championship game and beats Oklahoma State, then Cincinnati and Michigan win, then it's going to be Georgia, Cincinnati, Michigan, and they'll put in Alabama as a two-loss team. I don't think Notre Dame makes it any – I don't think there's any way Notre Dame makes it. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens if all three of them win and Alabama loses. Yes. And Cincinnati plays Houston, right? The AAC team. Yes, which will be a top 25 win for them if they can beat Houston. Houston's playing really, really well. Yeah. No, those are some really good games. Uh, I think with Georgia-Alabama, I I think it might be how close the game is. Or if Georgia dominates Alabama, it's not even close, that may drop them out. Or if Alabama does play them close you know, a three-point game, a seven-point game, maybe even a ten-point game, that would work in Alabama's favor just playing Georgia close, even if they were to lose. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if Alabama gets blown out, you you just really can't. I mean, they still could. They do what they want. We saw that with the year that uh, Ohio State jumped Baylor and TCU. Uh, But it would be really, really hard to justify putting a two-loss Alabama team that had just got blown out by Georgia in the uh, in the top four, so. And, and interesting uh, with regards to Notre Dame, which is sitting at number six and have just lost their head coach Brian Kelly, introduced at LSU today. Uh, Gary Barda either addressed <laughs> the issue or was asked the question: uh, Do you factor in um, you know players who are available or coaches who are available for these teams moving forward? I think that was directly aimed at Notre Dame, don't you? Yes, it was. And he said, yeah, we do consider that, which is why yes, I don't think yes. Notre Dame has a chance to make it now. I think they had an outside shot, you know, if they hadn't, if all this hadn't happened. But I think with their coach leaving and that just makes the decisions easier for the playoff committee, you know, I think things will work themselves out because I don't think that uh, 
all four of those one-loss teams will win this weekend. Right, which is really too bad for the uh, the players at Notre Dame. I mean, they may be missing out on a chance to go to the playoff, maybe, uh, because their head coach left. You yeah, know? That's, it's, and that's too bad for it, them. It's a terrible situation, and I don't know if this report's right, but I, I'd you know he talked about talking to his players. I read a report that. He talked to them for two minutes, you know, <laughs> so uh, it's just wow. uh, there's, a, I mean, I, two things I never thought I'd see was a head coach at Oklahoma leaving for another program and a head coach at Notre Dame leaving for another program. I know it's happened before, but it hadn't happened in a very, very, very long time at either program. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. All right, so those are the poll. That's the poll from last night. College football playoff poll: Georgia one, Michigan two, Alabama three, Cincinnati four, Oklahoma State five, Baylor at nine, BYU future Big Twelve member is at twelve, Oklahoma is at fourteen as of this week, and uh, Houston at twenty-one. So that's the poll for this week: college football playoff. It all uh, will be settled uh, for the most part. Well. I like to say that, but maybe not. Uh, games will determine a lot. Let's say that coming up on Saturday, championship games around the, the around the uh, nation, and then the uh, CFP and all the bowl announcements will come out on Sunday, December fifth. So right around the corner from that. All right, we need to move out of here. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Stay tuned for that. Matt will take you four to six. Keep it right here on ESPN Central Texas. We appreciate John Holcomb being on with us, the Oklahoma State color analyst. Baylor and Oklahoma State Saturday from AT&T Stadium in Arlington. We'll continue to preview that matchup coming up tomorrow in the 3 p.m. hour. Right now, stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next. Remember uh, Tom Barfield and Ward White's weekday mornings, 7 to 9 a.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Boy, you nailed that, John. Baylor women's basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young Malcolm on ESPN Central Texas. The now fifth-ranked Bears back home in the Farrell Center Saturday evening hosting the Missouri Tigers. 6:30 for the.